Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You are listening live. We'll do it live. Yes. Uh, of course, unless you're not listening live. This is the Progressing Torch East Coast Cast. It is Wednesday. It's October 28th, 2020. I'm your host. I'm Travis Bryant. And joining me in just one moment will be Karen Hawkins. Uh, but in the meantime, let me go ahead and give out all of the pertinent contact information. We are an interactive show here on the East Coast Cast. And we would like you to reach out and contact us. Uh, various ways include getting in line and, getting, and talking to us on the phone, like uh, like uh, like old AM radio. Uh, hit us up on the Constellation lines, and we will talk to you, Cameron and myself, uh, live on air tonight. Hit us up at three four seven two zero two zero one zero three. Once again, the call in line is three four seven two zero two. 0103. That is the first way of having your voice heard on this show. Second way, drop us a voicemail. Hit us up on the voicemail lines. <clears throat> Voicemails can be reached at 415-787-5229. You get three unadulterated minutes to uh, ask questions, post comments, whatever it is you got. The voicemail is there for you. Once again, that's 415-787-5229. You can always drop us an email. The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. So drop us an email anytime during the show, anytime during the week. Uh, find us on the email tip at eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. Once again, that's eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. Uh, indicate somewhere in your email uh, whether you want a VIP or, or the non-VIP treatment. Let us know which segment you're, you want your uh, email read in. Uh, you can always find us on Twitter as well. You can find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at Travlord. And you can find Cam at Seahawk, that's C-E-E Hawk. Unless you join the movement to uh, read Twitter of uh, such a, an unscrupulous character, hashtag Block Seahawk. But that's, uh, that's a whole... That's a whole different uh, activist movement that I'm a part of proudly. Uh, and the last bastion of Get Adage, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast, or just search East Coast Cast or, you know, you get out of here, or PWTorch, and uh, give us a like, share us on your timeline, tag all your wrestling buddies in it, get the conversation going that way, spread the word. Y'all know how it works. And uh, so, yeah, let's go ahead and... Uh, 
bring on the Twitter terrorist himself. Welcome back to the show, Cameron Austin. Twitter terrorist, wow. What's going on, man? <laughs> Not too much. How's everything? Okay, like it's it's we've seen each other like twice in the last two weeks after not seeing mm-hmm. each other for like almost a year. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 you you going out your way to get the whole hands with women, you know? It's, you know, getting, uh, I have I have no idea what you're referring shy to. winky faces and little kisses on the cheek. It's like so cute. I, it's like, I don't know. I don't even I don't even know this man anymore. I have no idea what you're talking about whatsoever, but you know, whatever. Um, um, yeah, sorry for anybody that chimed in or tuned in live last week and got a whole bunch of damn business. You know, love talk radio. Um, but we're here this week and uh, we didn't get a go home show, but we got a pay per view that was um, roundly. Applauded. I didn't hear too many people like complaining as far as a overall show. I saw some really good feedback from some matches, and uh, again, just an overall feeling of hey, good show. That was worthwhile. Good build. Good action. Good execution. Uh, your thoughts, Cam? Yeah, yeah. I thought. Um, yeah, I thought it was. I thought the only show was pretty good. Um, not a lot of it, and and to be honest, and I actually kind of feel bad. It was so good that, like, by the time we got to Randy and Drew, I was like, nah, nah. <laughs> I got through it. Oh, oh wow. Man, like, the energy I'm levels not, just wasn't there like, to keep it going? It's not even that that was bad. It was just like, I felt like I exuded a lot of energy. No, 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 that's what I mean. The energy just wasn't that's there. Like, hey, nothing y'all did. Just, yeah. I ain't got nothing left in me. Yeah, but it was uh, <laughs> like after the Kofi Kingston match uh, at WrestleMania, WrestleMania your, career, I, uh, I and you done. just <laughs> was like, yeah, <laughs> No more energy. Uh, yeah, um, I thought so too. From what I saw, I was entertained and and I enjoyed the Roman Reigns Jey Uso stuff. I thought was uh, what an open really good. Even I, even the even the lead up to it. Ways. Mm-hmm. Even the lead up to it, like at SmackDown when they uh, when he uh, they do the twin magic type deal and mm-hmm. and he attacks him and that's how he gets his heat. He's like, all right, you know, yeah, that's fine. Take advantage of you know, use your strength, a little distraction. Never hurt nobody. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, then the match itself that was the first thing because I didn't watch the show live. They're like, what? They're, they're opening the show with. Not only a hell in a cell, when you got three of them, you can pick a problem on that to open, middle, and close with it. Uh, but they're opening with this hell in a cell, not Drew, not, not Drew and Randy, not Bailey and uh, Sasha. So it was, uh, it was interesting, but they delivered. And maybe over delivered, especially considering where they were on the card. It's like, man, yeah, yeah, follow that. They were, um, yeah, just I can't. Poor Miz and Otis again with them again in that spot as it was in the last show when they had a really good match. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, uh, Miz and and friggin' or or Dolphin and Otis had to uh, follow that, and it was. Pretty tough. I think it was a similar thing today or Sunday. 
Yeah, and then we had then we had Miz and Otis having the yeah. Yeah. Great. So um yeah, but but just, you know, stellar opening. Um, you know, Sasha and Bailey being in the middle. Um like you get it, but you almost wish they closed with that because it was that good and it's it's played out that long. Um, and it was better than yeah. the, and it was, uh, it was better than fin- ending I with like, Randy Orton as the fucking champ. Yeah, I like what? the story that they told with Drew, you know, being pretty much in control, but the fall from the cell is what flipped it. Like I, I, I respect like that portion of the storytelling absolutely. Um, how do you but, not I, like? How do you not stay away from that spot for like five years? That is such a tired, lame ass hell in a cell spot. Like we, you have to resign yourself to you. If you're in a gimmick, you're going to get the the cool spots of various of various uh, types. But you don't have to do the climb up the side of the... Why does no one ever climb up any of the other fucking sides? It just always happen. There's three other damn sides. They always happen to climb up on the side where the damn announce tables are so they can do the stupid spots. And it's stuff like that. It's like, how do you not know that we've seen the spot in consecutive... I don't know how many consecutive on the cell matches. Well, I guess not really, because... Sasha and Bailey didn't do it, and we didn't get it in the uh, Uso match. But we get it at these shows, and it's just so – it's not good. Uh, but you're right. That kind of, for various reasons, uh, flipped it in the story. And for me, watching the match, it kind of just took it down. That one lame-ass tired spot where uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be so bad. If you weren't required, because, you know, spinal columns, to turn your entire body from, you know, like in a 45 degree, like no one falls that way. They would fall and, and, and arch over the thing. They wouldn't turn so they, their entire body falls flat. It's just fucking stupid. It's a phony bullshit. Like, it just makes you go, wrestling in their spots. And you shouldn't be thinking about that. You should be thinking about the carnage and the, oh my God, that kind of stuff. But whatever. Yeah. Um, but but you're right. I, I, if you're going to open with, uh, and hindsight is, is awesome, but if you're going to open with with Roman and Jay, I think Sasha and, and Bailey have, if you want to talk about earned shit, they've earned that spot. More than, yeah. Just by the story they told, just by the time that's been put into this angle, they murdered it. Not even in a, ooh, you know, fucking bullshit politics kind of way. Like, you know, we got to put the women in to give them their obligatory main event. But it would have, and it would have been warranted. Nobody would have thought about it that way. They're just like, yeah, this is the one. So, but beyond the kind of positioning of the matches, Everything, even even Orton, even Orton Drew, as hokey and as corny as I think that spot is at, uh, at this point, like the match still was fine, like it was still a good hell of a yeah. match, and, and they uh, they did their thing. It sucks that Drew is Drew's entire reign was during Corona, and I didn't think they were going to do him like that. They did. Like I didn't think they. Were, I, yeah, I, I figured they're going to 
they're going to wait until they have some crowds, but I think they probably see it like, yeah, we might give you in the crowds like, hey, I'm so Exactly, and that's what I was going to say. Like, I, I think that they're realizing that this thing ain't going away. They probably won't get a, um, you know, they probably won't get a, as they're talking about an in-person WrestleMania, but who knows? Definitely not getting an in-person Royal Rumble, you know, so um, I don't so much mind that, you know, they're, they're switching the title to do something new because you also got to remember, like, the last couple of months of writing haven't been great. Like, enter Keith Lee, right? And we're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, like, this is going to be good. And they really did not know what direction to go with that, you know? And, and it's kind of just been... Um, you know, trade water, and, and and granted, you know, Randy Orton. I think um, I didn't like him so much on Monday, right? But before that, I, I do think that he's been, um, you know, playing his character to a T. Uh, Drew yeah, has been he's good, been one of the MVPs, like for sure. Yeah, the stuff they had been doing wasn't great, and so you know, transitioning into you know Randy and the Fiend, but still not being done with Drew, like it's a chance to do something new. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. Um, you know, who knows what uh, you, you assume Sasha and Bailey are going to have a rematch. Maybe Sasha finally gets a successful title defense. Um, and then who knows what you know where Roman's going now? But Roman's absolutely a world killer right now. Um, and he so, scorned. You know, like he scorned, uh, and basically on on SmackDown told Jay and Jimmy and. Naomi and their children and anybody connected to them that like like a, like the Amish or Mennonites or Je- or Jehovah's Witnesses that are like shun people like no one gets out no one talks to them he didn't say the word shun I don't think but he was like nobody's gonna fuck with y'all uh, and and then and then Sunday and then the match and then he's crying um, I'm not sure what to make of that and then the uh, well, I guess I do know what to make of it. And then the aftermath with, did you like the imagery the, uh, of the uh, of his dad and uncle coming out with the and giving them the lay and basically signifying you know this, this tribal chief deal? But yeah, I like I like um, I like who was it, Trav? Um, gosh, I'm sorry. I, I like uh, Heyman explaining it like, yo, there was a time when the high chief was the breadwinner of the family. He had to take care of everybody. There was a time yeah. when Alpha and Seeker were in that role. There was a time when the Rock was in that role. And and Roman just feels like it's his time to be that. And he just, he can't have, uh, you know, he can't have anybody delineating from that. He can't have anybody moving from that. Like, I, I think really justifies um as well as you can justify wrong actions, I thought they did a good job in justifying those. Yeah, yeah I, I, I've liked just about everything they've done with that so far. Absolutely. Yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, it, it's it, it almost makes like how we, with the path we've taken to get here kind of worth it with the Roman Reigns character. Like it wouldn't mm. it wouldn't feel the way it does if we didn't if the road here wasn't as fraught. And just with criticism, rightful and not, and just everything. I, I think he's going to, assuming he just has 
but from here, just kind of a not ho hum in a ho hum way, but in a just standard. He he main events. He makes main event money. He does he does nothing. He doesn't break records one way or the other. He's not Kevin Nash, and he's not fucking Hogan or Austin. <laughs> you know, but he goes down as like, you know, a really good, uh, uh, <clears throat> really good main event character, a uh, really good main event act. I think uh, I lost my 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 point. What the hell I, I was going to say? Well, yeah, just that he's not going to be like this this world changing act, but he's very good in the spot that he's at. Like he's, he's absolutely killing it. He really is. He really is. So, uh, real quick, I they're showing Halloween Havocs on the uh, network, and mm-hmm. right now, the '89 Halloween Havoc is on, and I've never seen mm-hmm. this match. I've just never seen it, and it's a tag match with Flair and Sting with Ole Anderson in their corner against uh against um against uh Muda and friggin' some other somebody else with their, their guy in their in their corner. Uh, Terry Funk and Muda with somebody in their corner. And there's like this weird cage around the ring, like a hell in the cell type deal with all these Halloween gimmicks, spider webs and branches and just, I don't know, just gimmickry. This was one of the fucking most awful matches I've ever seen involving, Damn. you know, big-ass names. Holy, that's four global main eventers in 1989. Anytime. And, and, oh, and Bruno San Martino was the, was the special guest referee, and he was terrible, terrible. Terrible. It was a fucking mess. And the finish happened, and I lost my whole <laughs> thought on what I was trying to say about Roman Reigns. It did, because it was fucking terrible. Man, I, I was try- I wanted to go in a group chat and ask Steve about it, because you know he's got seven thoughts off the top of the dome about this match specifically. He was, oh, I watched that about two weeks ago, and blah, blah, blah. You know, he's definitely got the guy I'm going to ask. Like, what the hell? How did... Hmm, and it was at the Spectrum, too. Philly. Good Lord. Um, but, okay, let's talk about the fallout. Wait, anything else besides the, the, the three main title matches? Uh, anything else from the pay-per-view worth talking about? Not really. No, I mean, I mean, yeah. Otis lost money in the bank. Yeah, um, I hate that. Just because that's, just kinda, that's not your, that's not a thing you should be able to lose or put up, unless you're, you know, it's an injury thing. And yeah, yeah, and they went, you know, him and Tucker broke up. Like I, I, you know, didn't feel like that was really necessary, but you know, I'll take a heavy machinery breakup as opposed to a new day heel face breakup. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, if <laughs> somebody needed to. He sacrificed to the uh, team breakup guys. Yeah, all right, y'all. Exactly. And I, I do like I, I do think they're doing a good job, kind of telling these stories. Like, you know, uh, Miz was responsible for Mandy Rose getting sent to Raw, and he has this animosity towards Otis because he doesn't feel like he's carrying it the right way. And you know, I appreciate the juxtaposition between those guys. Um, you know, I still think like I don't know. 
I don't know. As somebody who's always liked Miz, um, you know, I don't know if I see Miz as any type of credible threat to Roman or Orton or Drew at this point, just based on how he's been presented. So it's going to be interesting how they tell that. But story. did you with with uh, Otis, or is it more? Well, he's a baby face. No, he's not going to. Not going to. I thought they could do something fun there. Like that would have been, you know. Even if he loses, or if you flip the switch on him and he's all of a sudden big serious guy, he can do that in a way that Miz can. Yeah, but obviously that's not going to happen with the character change. I mean, I mean maybe feuding with Tucker in a, in a low mid card feud, you know, can't even talk myself into into it for a second. Um, yeah, I don't think it's 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 going to be much. Uh, for, for Otis and or Tuck, Tucker <laughs> going forward. Mm. Yeah, agree. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's going to play out to anything large. Like, yeah, yeah. for sure. Like the chance was when they were new and popular in the ride that down and try to get as much out of it. I'd argue they didn't get nearly as much out of it as they could. And now it's kind of, yeah. I, I think a guy like Otis specifically has it in him to be like if they were like, look, Otis, we want to get behind you and stop with the silliness. So in six months from now, um, we want to consider after WrestleMania, you know, summer 21, you being a uh, a serious, you know, upper mid card main event player. And then we're going to slowly, you know, over the next six, eight months do that. He could do it. I think he. I think he has it in him. I think he has the talent, uh, and the personality for sure to, to do it. But they're not going to do that. They're not going to take that time and waste that uh, waste. They're not going to do that and put those resources into getting tougher, yes. uh, getting getting notice over in that way. And the comedy stuff is is kind of running its course. So you know, you've seen this a million times. Like we know how this is going to play itself out. One or both yep. of those guys yeah, might be around for another year, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so the fallout, Raw, anything from Raw that uh, uh, Randy Orton talk about Rush the Bliss um, in the full, like, we, gimmick? Yeah, she's – I don't know. I think – what did I say on Monday? I was like, her playing uh, Harley Moon Zombie just doesn't really do it for me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like my, she's like she's out there doing it and like hitting her lines and doing the, you know, like where her performance it's like it's fine, it just doesn't work. Like in a technical yeah. sense, you know how you see a match and you're like, yeah, nobody blew any spots. It was all everybody got their stuff in, but it wasn't a good match. You know, nothing exciting or moving or nothing. That was just kind of like what her thing with the contacts. It's just, yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand why they're so determined, so determined to do this. Yeah, it's just not. They are. Like, it's, it's, she's, and we we talked about it last time. Like, it's just, they think that, um, there's something there with her that uh, I have yet to see. And, it's, and none of that's a knock on her. It's just like they're asking her to do something that actors and actresses do, not that wrestlers do. Like you're, you're 
taking it to a different level. Yeah. But so. beyond that, though, Cam, they're asking her to do something that actors and actors, actresses do. Let's assume she is. But there's also roles you don't give to certain actors and actresses because you're like, nah, that, that doesn't work. That would never work. Uh, you know, certain actors and actresses come out for parts and they're just like, man, you've got no, like, you're not what we're looking for. Well, I still want to try out. Like, okay, I want to waste time, fine. Yeah. But that's not just how great in that role. How it works. So, um, but, but I it's think unfortunate. That, you know, it's interesting, the wrestling aspect of it. We didn't like Randy Orton Bray Wyatt the last time. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't good when it was for the WWE title the last time. So, it's going to be interesting. Um, Wait, if, you know, Randy which still last time? The last time? Last time? Or the last time? WrestleMania with the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. But wasn't it like one before, after that, like recently? Didn't they feud like within the last year? Briefly, if they did. I if they did, I don't remember. And that tells you. <laughs> I just tell you everything about that. Did did they? Maybe I'm right. they, they might have. Oh, they did. But even a thing. Maybe not. Maybe um. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Probably not. Uh, but I don't see a ton of excitement in that. Maybe maybe let's give Randy Orton the benefit of the doubt that he's been we all say agree that he's been doing some of, if not the best work of his career last year, year and a half, however long. So maybe he can uh turn this into something compelling. More compelling than certainly their twenty fifteen or was it sixteen feud was, whatever that was. Definitely positive. So I don't know. I don't um, look forward. I mean, I don't. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think we're going to be sitting here three months from now, like, wow, I can't believe what Orton bought out of the Fiend and what the Fiend bought out of Orton. It's just, mm. man, MVP, match of the year, feud of the year stats. Like, mm, probably not, but yeah, more than likely that will not be the case. No, but we'll because because Alexa Bliss is going to be involved. Yeah, like she's going to um, be. Yeah, ringside probably at his matches and doing various things. Is she going to have an altar? Like a like a? Is she always going to be kind of going in and out of it, like just literally on the spot? Like I'm I'm nice and I'm cheering, I'm happy, and then um, oh that's right, I let him in. Yeah, she's kind of in and out as far as it goes. So so yeah, so the um, answer is yes. She has a so early Trav, early um. Survivor Series because they've already alluded to certain things may or may not happen. You got Street Profits and New Day, and I love like the New Day and Oscar being, or you know the New Day being the Street Profits, but Oscar being their big E um, on Raw. That was pretty fun. But those two teams, um, you would have Sami Zayn and Bobby Lashley, Randy Orton and Roman Reigns, uh, Sasha and Oscar. Which, you know, clean finish there would be really cool. Um, so, yeah, you have some early – and then the traditional Survivor Series match uh, that that's going to be coming up. Um, any of those jump out to you as super interesting? Yeah, let's talk about the traditional Survivor Series match. Because the thing we said was going to happen three weeks ago 
happen where you have a guy get traded and then he's on the Survivor Series team acting like he gives a fuck about that brand. Yes. Yeah, so now we're going to have AJ Styles on, you know, Survivor Series team raw, 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 and it up as if it means anything or should mean anything. Talking shit, what are you going to be talking shit and cutting promos on SmackDown, guys? Yeah. Hey, we, you know, technically we still are, you know, we still, uh, we still got to rent a car together or whatever. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we're, we're still, we just work different shifts. That's it. It's <laughs> <laughs> in the same building. We just work different shifts. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. There's a uh, Survivor Series. Um, and, and, and as we say that, and as we realize the flaws in logic, I mean, last year was so damn fun to watch with Keith Lee. You do kind of feel like that's yeah. going to continue. I hope so. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember heading into Survivor Series last year as it being any kind of. It just well, was the that, that happened. Like, oh shit, Survivor Series turned out to be a fucking really good show. How did that happen? Well, I'll tell you what. Now they, I was hyped because that's when you had like Adam Cole beat. Uh, that was the NXT one. You're right. Yeah. yeah that was like that. Yeah. Uh, on SmackDown, leading into everything. Um, That's yeah. Right. There, there's really some uh, some fun stuff, but we haven't heard anything about NXT involvement this time, and so it's like, okay, it's the same stuff that we've been seeing. Like, there's not an idea of these future super fights, you know. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it was it was good last year. Um, you know, hopefully, and, and granted, like the last couple of years with. Uh, Brock all of a sudden facing all these small guys. Your Daniel Bryan's and your AJ Styles is, um, you know, that stuff's been fun. You know, you don't have Brock around right now, but they could come up with something interesting, I think. Um, but I'll say this too, Trav. Um, one thing we did find out, um, you know, who's kind of been spearheading um, this youth movement and specifically the uh, the kind of rise of Big E as a solo act. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan has really been like the advocate for the like in the cut, you mean? Like, to like those... publicly. Like oh. yeah, like here are ideas with, with Big E, uh Sean Ross Sapper. No, no, no. Like, when I say so uh, publicly um publicly but not on T V. Is that what you mean? But not on WWE uh-huh. T V. Okay. So yeah. interview podcasts and shit. Gotcha. Media. Yeah. And um uh, also, I don't know if you watched Talking Smack. It was really good. Um, a lot of it was uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, Booker T, Sasha, Tez was on there. Um, it, was, it was really good stuff. And they did. It's funny. If you're watching SmackDown, uh, somebody was talking about Daniel Bryan. He had Daniel Bryan and KO joking with the Street Profits. And uh, somebody – made the joke. I don't know if it was me or somebody else. Oh, no, I don't think it was me. I want to take credit for it. But just that, like, Daniel Bryan would have a problem with uh, the Street Profits because they uh, use all them damn plastic cups. And sure enough, <laughs> there was some type of joke Tan made or offered Daniel Bryan the cup. Daniel Bryan was like, oh, I'm not really a big fan of plastic cups. <laughs> yeah, perfect. They get it. This is great. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I, I think that, um, and he even said on Talking Smack, he was like, really, like to be to be honest, this is my final run as a, you know, everyday wrestler. Like this is my last run. You know, I got family. You know, my age is up there, and you know, I just want yeah, to be lucky to be back like in the first place to have this last run. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was. Uh, you know, listening to him is always great. Um, and so, yeah, it was interesting finding out a couple of new things about about him specifically. Um, and one last thing, Trav, did you uh, yeah. did you watch MJF and Jericho? Yes, let's uh, let's talk about that. Um, I hadn't seen it, so we did a VIP last week. So Rich filled me in, like fairly fresh, like we recorded right after NXT and, and AEW go off, and. Um, Boy, oh boy, did it sound terrible as he's describing it. Like, I'm like, you don't mean, like, full on. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, full on, they're singing to each other. And I was like, no, 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 no. But you don't mean, like, and as we were talking about it, my homie Mike, bing, he hits me with the I am. Obviously, he wasn't listening. This is VIP recording. Separate. And he hits me with a link, and it's like the greatest. Uh, he might even have said this is the greatest segment in wrestling history, and I was just disgusted. Like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here, Mike! And I got to, and I got to actually see uh, a clip. It was only you know twenty thirty seconds, but then later went and and watched it. And then Dre, I saw for whatever reason went to Twitter. And Dre in real time tweeted, or it was probably like an hour ago at the time, he tweeted, I'm just waiting for one of them to order a cellar door or a human foot. And like nobody like liked that tweet. It's a fire ass tweet. It's a key and peel skit. So we played a damn key and peel skit on VIP and have a howl. But God damn it, AEW, man. What the fuck? What are they... Yo, Chris Jericho was... was... <laughs> the best thing going, the hottest thing going in a certain sense, you know, when he was uh, uh, leading up to and then winning that uh, AEW title and then the reign and the getting the group together... And and everything. And MJF was the best heel in the fucking industry, in America, in the fucking North American, Western Hemisphere, certainly. Just a guy that just all all times took his shit seriously and and didn't break that I want to punch the guy in the face kind of, you know, good heel shit that he just garners. And they both have been in in the recent months and weeks with their whole comedy stuff and their, do you want to be in a group? Do you want to be in a group? Do you want to be in my group? Like, that's already, like, I'm looking at both of them like, what the fuck are these guys doing? But it's still, at least MJF is still MJF. Jericho's whole thing, he's delusional and he's having these mimosa matches. Whatever, I guess he doesn't want to be serious, top of the card guy anymore. Okay. But MJF, Ah, that was disappointing. So, I know he can do the moves. 
like as far as like That's the dance the steps and the singing. Because we've seen it and we know he's a fucking super talented guy. I don't need that shit, but that's the thing. Yeah, we talked about with Alexa Bliss how you don't ask people who can't, you know, do certain things to do them. You know what I mean? Like you don't uh overextend your your wrestlers. It's literally the opposite thing. We know yeah. that you can do this, so we're gonna have to do it. Don't mean you gotta fucking yeah, go out on TV and, and Joe. So it's, it's kinda rough, like you see the ability in the thing that he did, but you're also like, do we really need to be doing this? Like, it's so... Okay, outside of uh, the cinematic matches, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the most overproduced wrestling segment you've ever seen? Like, sure I don't want to be hyperbolic, because yeah, I, no, 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 no. This is a week. This is a week of of, um, of of sitting on it and and thinking about it and letting it simmer. No, I mean the girl, the dancing women, the, the you know the, the the restaurant or whatever the fuck, the stage, the moving. The, literally, they had it. It was like a Broadway thing. I mean, they didn't spare any. Uh, it could have been higher budget, but as far as like what they had to work with, like they made it a reasonable facsimile of what one of those stage shows look like, those theater shows, yep. what they look like. Like MJF would probably know, and I'm sure they have the resources to, to hire somebody, if not, to, to put together something that looks uh, uh, as professional and as Broadway-like. And also, at the end, you're like, oh, MJF totally showed up for Jericho because he's, one, obviously better at all of the things. He's a better dancer, better singer, better fucking showman. And he's physically, like, blown up at the end, Jericho was. I feel like bustling the guy, but fuck. Three minutes of fucking dancing. Five minutes of a a dance routine. Light dancing. It wasn't like you're going dancing with the stars, doing full-on twists and getting thrown between motherfuckers' legs and shit. He was cooking and sweating through your fucking suit. MJF, cool as a fucking cucumber, so maybe, but totally, it's just not, ugh, that's a hurt piece. <laughs> like any, I just remember, it just makes you think about summer 26, uh, 2019, when they're on there, when they're about to debut in Vegas for their show, and, you know, we're offering something different, you know, sports-based you know, going to do something WWE's not doing. And you're just like, no, you're just trying to take what they, things that they do to a whole fucking another level. You're trying to make WWE jealous with your overproduction and your fucking gimmicks and shit. So, yeah. I remember, Petrus Farm remembers when y'all said y'all were going to be different and not all sports entertaining and offer a sports-based product. Just because you put up a bullshit fucking, not bullshit, uh, but it's stupid ass uh, twelve and five, you know. What do they call it? records? Just because you put up people's win loss records. Win loss records, yeah. Don't make you. Oh, look at us. We're sports. Yeah. No. no. Right there yeah. on the money. Um, I, I am interested in what they're doing with uh, with Kenny Omega here. Um, and they had him run through Sunny Kiss. Mm-hmm. Um. As if to say, like, I'm back and I'm serious again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that was going to try to give him a little heel. A little heel. Yeah, and then, 
but but then he also has to Kenny Omega it up and like overplay the hey Sonny everything's cool everything's good between us like he Kenny Omega is disingenuous super talented yeah. like but he is a dweeb he can't fight it man I'm just like oh come on but no you get him and uh Tim and Pentagon tonight I think that's going to be good um you know, Ray Phoenix Can he said go? it all last Wait, week. No, no, no. Really good. Is he the... Ray Phoenix is the one that's hurt. Okay, yeah. That dumb shit. Stupid-ass non-transition move that you're going to risk your... Yeah. Oh. It's a whole tangent I'm not going to feel like going on. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, looking forward to Halloween Havocs or NXT's version of Halloween Havoc tonight. Kind of, I think Yoshirai and Candice LeRae is going to be that a match that doesn't need gimmicks. You know what I mean? Like those two are just so good. I think that's going to be uh, really, really good. You know, we're not getting, uh, and I, I don't know how hurt uh, Balor is, but we're not getting a Balor title match. You know, on this kind yeah. of big hyped up event. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in in where the show goes because you got Pat McAfee all of a sudden back. Um, you know, still. Feuding with the Undisputed Era, so you expect shenanigans with that. I think it's going to be an interesting show, I do. Yeah, I, I hope they don't go over the top with the Halloween stuff, you know, trying to be, you know, like the main roster, quote-unquote, like the like Raw and SmackDown when they do their Halloween or Thanksgiving or whatever holiday shits. Just you know, a little graphic on the on the you know a little orange graphic, orange and black graphic when you're introducing people, their names. It's a you know black uh, uh, framed uh, you know graphic box, but let's like we're gonna get it. Shotzi Blackheart's gonna like she's gonna hand it up. She's gonna like do stuff and like uh, I just hope they keep it. Cool and not like go all corny WWE with it. I got nothing against Halloween, but and it's a Halloween gimmick show, but just yeah, there's a line. <laughs> and maybe that damn Halloween Havoc match that I just watched that 20 minutes. Yeah, I think that, that might be solid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fucking with me, but all right, let's uh let's uh move on to the next segment of the show. Uh, we are taking calls, uh, 347-202-0103. That is the number to call. Let's uh, let's start with one of these emails, or two of these emails, because one's from last week. And uh, Jabron, this is from last week, chimed in asking about retribution. Are they already dead before they got started? Uh, so this past Monday, last Monday, they lost to the Hurt Business, and then The Fiend dropped them all by himself. Um is it fair to say they're pretty much done at this point? Why should I care about this group now? I'm, yeah. I'm still curious to see what Mustafa Ali does, um, you know, as far as what, what's, what's the mission statement? You know what I mean? Like, what are we really planning to accomplish? I still do want to see what he does with that. Absolutely. Yeah, you'd like to think that they wouldn't have put put him in the group and made the whole kind of thing about him. If they weren't planning on, uh, like they had almost halfway salvaged the thing, and then they give a face to it, and it's like, oh, you know, got some people intrigued, like, oh, okay, where can this go? 
And then almost immediately, like, shit on it and have him. Like, losing to her business isn't the worst thing. Getting beat the fuck up by, I don't care if it's the fiend, it's like seven of y'all. You just want to cut out a karate movie, this motherfucker, and just one at a time, just run at him and let him get y'all to finish a movie. Stupid. Yeah, like everything you've done has been super tactical and precise. Like this is the thing you're like not prepared for. Well, like, the lights yeah. were blinking and that music was playing. Damn, that's enough to disorient they're, 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 you know? they're, they're the master of lights blinking now. They make the lights blink. <laughs> no, they, they do. If anybody <laughs> should have a light blinking strategy, it's them. Right. It's like uh, it's like when you you know I was just doing the the. the does podcast earlier about chaos seeds like he got a, he got life magic so that means now he's his life spells are 50 percent more effective but he also has 50 percent resistance to, to life magic and being used against him so you should definitely have uh light blinking uh defenses built in to your uh your whole gimmick so so it continues jabron does hell in the cell is sunday do you think the titles will change it to pay-per-view yep at least yeah. uh at least two of them uh, P.S. I picked up WWE. Yeah, I picked up WWE Battleground game this weekend. I must say for the forty bucks. I, well, listen, I must say for the forty bucks, it's a fun game, easy to play. It's basically an over-the-top arcade-style game with really good graphics and animation. Worth the buy, I would say. Thanks, I'll be listening. I disagree with everything except forty dollars. <laughs> well, it's fun and easy to play, I'm sure, because it looks like a game for a six year old, so it should be easy to play. Uh, That's kind of what matters. Right. So, Jabron sends in another email this week. He continues uh, Do y'all think having three Hell in the Cell matches on one show is a little overkill? Because I do like having one set. Because I do like having one cell match, I believe it makes the pay per view more memorable. If it's a great cell match, uh, just think if they had three, if they had three cell matches the year Mick Foley was thrown off the top, uh, I don't think it would have been as memorable if you add two more cell matches to that show. I understand times are different. I'm just using that as an example. No, no, no. That's a great example. It ain't about no times being different. It's about logic and common sense and diminishing returns and watering down a, a successful thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, three on one card. Like, like Drew and and Randy did not need to be in a fucking hell in the cell at all. That could have been in the yeah. middle of the show, and you open with uh, if you want to open with Roman and 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 Jay because you got a baby face going over at the end, and Sasha. Do that. Just how much sense does that make? I mean, how much goddamn sense does that make? Even in a, even if you're going to do three hell in the cells. Put Orton and Drew in the middle. You're going off the air with Randy Orton with holding up his title. Like that's how that's that's what we're working with. Yeah, yeah, no. And that's, and that's the thing about that show too. Uh, only one babyface won, and that's Sasha, who is barely a babyface. Yeah, but considering. You know, the opponent. It's pretty. It's pretty easy to kind yeah, of no, but, no, see I mean, her I mean, as the. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. Just overall, yeah, she's kind of 
barely a babyface, just personality-wise. She's barely a She has to be in the, not the perfect situation, but it's close to the perfect situation and with the right opponent before, you know, so you keep all the sympathy on her and don't get people. She's just a natural natural heel, I, I think. All right. Pretty, uh, thank God. Can't no. say enough good things about that match too. I know we didn't get into the specifics of why it was so good, but man, two people who trust each other, um, you know, in a match like that is just so fun to watch. And what's also heartening is you just assume, hey, four years later, you're four years older, four years more mature, you've got four years of bumps on your bump card. They didn't go out there. It wasn't Sasha and Charlotte from 2016. Charlotte so. nuts. Like, like you know, prove a thing, yeah. But they didn't need to go out there and throw each other around and halfway kill themselves just to have a quality Hell in the Cell match. And I, I'd argue that this match was better than, uh, than that first one, than that Charlotte-Sasha one. I just think at the time, one, they were getting that main event. That was everything was just such a big deal going into it. You just and they put in so much work and went so far, you just had to kind of appreciate it. But looking back, it's just like, man, I wish they didn't, you know, have to do that or feel they had to do that. But you see the growth, and that's what's important. You see the growth of two, two specifically Sasha Banks because she's the one we're always worried about because of how she's built and her injury history and all those kinds of things. The, the growth is what's important. Jabron mm-hmm. uh, continues, when do you think Miz will cash in Money in the Bank now if he has it? And who do y'all believe he should cash it in on? Hmm. I, I don't want to forget when. Ten uh, dollars. So I assume, wow, Miz NXT Miz's NXT champion in 2015 would have would have been something. Miz beating Finn Balor is for the NXT championship in 2015 would have been something. But 2020, yeah, I think it's just oh, they need NXT. You know, they need uh. NXT, they need big stars on NXT. They're seeing, you know, whatever, whatever. You get so many negative ways you can see. You be like, oh, they, they're pushing the Miz down. Oh, NXT, isn't, they don't have faith that the star is there. Can the NXT homegrowns can do it. it it's just, uh, I think he'd be asking for trouble to send yeah. the Miz specifically. I was, I was joking. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't think that's I just, I did, yeah, they could, though. It made me kind of think about what the fuck would happen? Uh, do you put it past them to do that? Or not? That'd be kind of crazy. No, it like cheap shots uh, Finn in his newly healed jaw or something. You know, like really like they yeah. really go ham and over the top with the with the, with the heat, Miz heat. Um, I don't know. I, again, I'm going to stay away from when. But probably, I don't know who it works better on. It doesn't, I don't, he's not going to go after Roman Reigns. All right, like that's just not going to work. 
And Orton, like, he's just a heel. Maybe he'll just hold on to it till Drew McIntyre wins it back if he does. Um, he might be one to have to not cash in. He certainly uh, mm-hmm. could afford to have a, a heel especially and not succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beyond that, I don't know. I think some things are just going to have to present themselves. And I think having Miz with the briefcase, they have a better opportunity of something coming up, something falling in their lap than if Otis was Money in the Bank champion. I said when he had, when he won the thing, like, what is this about? Like, why? When he won the thing at WrestleMania, or, or not at WrestleMania, at, at Money in the Bank. At Money in the Bank, yeah. What, what the heck? Yeah, I think they realized. Because they didn't get, did they get a ton out? Certainly when I would watch highlights or go back and watch uh, pluck segments out to watch, I wasn't watching a ton of Otis segments. So did they get like even some good comedy out of him with that briefcase or, or there was some anything? Stuff. Some stuff? There was some yeah. stuff. Some yeah. stuff. All right. All right. Continuing with the email before we take a call. We're going to Boris, he chimed in. This was from last week again. Uh, so let me understand. Braun Strowman hands Dabakato his first whenever, loss in Raw. Whenever a nigga says, so let, let me understand. understand. <laughs> he about to tell you something he does not understand. <laughs> I hope he ain't pulling up his shorts like, yo, let me, let me understand. Let me, let me understand something. Uh, Braun Strowman hands Dabakato his first loss in Raw Underground. Raw beat Braun Strowman against Roman. Then killed Raw Underground. Did this actually happen? Yeah, no, that. I'm pretty sure that's the timeline. But yes, they. Um, I think he's just mad about the Davakota Kego thing. No one has. Which makes sense. Where his, where his fandom lies. Braun, and then he's gone. <laughs> like, yeah, no, absolutely. But then Braun lost, like he said, to Roman Reigns, and then he had to make mm-hmm. up for it, and he beat. Uh, beat. Um, Keith Lee. Yeah. Keith Lee. And did they not even re 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 come to that? Because Keith Lee beat somebody, spear bomb the shit out of him. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. Ran, ran him out the gym. I, I do think that they're they acknowledge the thing with him and Braun though. Okay, like, Braun so it's not necessarily. Him, so that's yeah. Over. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was like kind of like, oh, all right, you gonna do something with Keith Lee? I wouldn't necessarily. They got me interested the way they, they did it with the ball shot and then Keith Lee giving him a piece of, piece of his mind. But not only that, it was more what Keith Lee said. Like, you ain't going to take a shortcut mm-hmm. on me. You're not going to try to cheat me. Like, wow. Way to bring that into – way to make that a part mm-hmm. of the story. So, yeah, I, I hope it goes forward just because of – that's going to be Keith Lee's mindset. Yeah. And they're going to let him say things like that. <laughs> yeah, by, by all means, push that man. Um, all right. We don't have uh, a ton of calls on hold. I guess uh, maybe they, <laughs> it's like when you do when you have a bad show, it shows up in the ratings like the next week, not necessarily on that show. <laughs> They're like, I don't trust it. Let me let me let Blog Talk get their shit together, and I find out they had a, a good quality uh, show that I could hear. <laughs> yeah, I'll call it next week. So according to this, next week should be flooded. So I'm gonna hold you up to that. But let's uh, let's head to, head to Georgia. And uh, and talk to Jarrell. Hey, Jarrell, is, is Georgia? Oh, 
going blue this 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 time? Because by the time we talk to you next week, we should uh, at least have a decent idea. It it might it should be, but you know. Yeah, uh, you know we still have a state controlled by somebody who uh, just got a, just ran the loop on hey. the voter suppression last year. Hey. So. They got shit. Fucking cheating. <laughs> yeah, so you know, just like all them camps. Sean Camp couldn't, you know, cheating on all his baby mom. That, that was, damn, that was a stretch for that joke. But we have uh, every day since um, early voting been started, you know, having the most votes, um, voters come yeah. out. I, I specifically, I, it came up in the memories on in Facebook, a uh, thing I posted in 2018 about Georgia and Tennessee and a couple other places shattering early voting back then. Uh, or I mean, it might have been specifically for a midterm, not a not a not a, a brand uh, presidential year, but uh, yeah, I just looked at that and was like, ooh, that didn't turn out. Granted, the fucking guy was a cheating, lying bag of shit, but who cheated? But still, I guess numbers numbers can overcome cheating. Like that's a, that's fact. Like cheating counts on. And, and it's, and it's uh, stipulated on uh, people not voting when they try to keep people voting. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's hope. Yeah, anyway, we, hope, we hope. We hope. Uh, uh, not too much, man. I was listening to you guys having this um, thrilling and uh, great conversation. <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you know how that go. Surprise, Did you? many people hey. didn't call in. Hey, yeah, um, yeah, they got Halloween preps uh, to take care of. Speaking of Halloween, did you see, do you know the Halloween Havoc match that I'm talking about? Which Halloween? What Halloween? Yeah, with, with Flair and Sting and Ar- and, Ar- and, Ar- and Ole Anderson in their corner against Muda and uh, and um, Terry Funk. And, and Bruno San Martino with the special guest referee. But that was like a late 80s match. 89. 89. 89 from the Spectrum in Philly. This is what somebody else said. He's like, yeah, that fucking debacle of a match. And wasn't the other one the next year even worse? The one with fucking uh, Adula the Butcher and that electric chair? 1990 was the worst that was 90. Halloween having card that they ever put on. So, so, so 1990 Halloween Havoc was like, hold my beer. Yeah. Last year was bad. Uh, all right. Yeah, they, okay. they didn't really do too good with them Halloween habits on cars. Because I think that's the one that had spin the, um, spin the wheel make the deal. <laughs> uh, funny, that's like, like Halloween Havoc aesthetically might be my favorite WCW pay-per-view. Um, just like the way they have it look. The logo yeah, is fucking cool. The idea, the alliteration, Halloween Havoc, like, oh, that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. that sounds cool. It's not all. Wasn't that the one that, um, one of the ones that Ray came out with the Phantom, um, that we had a it good Ray versus of, Eddie match? Maybe the best, yeah, I was like, maybe the best WCW match, <laughs> Ray versus Eddie at Halloween Havoc. Yeah. That's what I always remember Halloween Havoc as, uh, Ray versus Eddie. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't have very many specific WCW pay-per-views 
uh, in mind because I didn't watch him uh, live, but we had a few at the store I worked at, and we, and Uncensored '99. I just remember a damn barbed wire <laughs> cage match. And none of the to look at, and it was horrible. It was like Ric Flair's return to them. You know, I don't, I don't even remember. '99, they were still pushing Hogan and Flair. Maybe how? I don't wonder. They were just about to. Boy, you saying you saying that right now? You saying that? You saying that right now? And um. We probably finna um because people keep thinking that we finna get this Randy Orton versus Edge <laughs> um for the um title at WrestleMania. So in 2020-21, they still pushing Randy Orton and the Edge at the top of the uh, card as a, a main yeah. event. Yeah, it's it's different. Like physically, Orton and 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 uh, and, and Edge were probably could and obviously it could work better. In their sleep than Hogan and Flair in '99, but they'll never. Still, Hogan and Flair were still two of the biggest stars in fucking wrestling, you know. And you can't, right? I guess you can technically say that for for Orton and Edge, but it just means so much less, you know, 21 years later, what it means to be the biggest star. And Flair, and and at that time, Flair and um, Hogan was way bigger than um, Randy and um, Edge. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I That's literally what I... Yes, you're correct. That was a point he made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for sure, no, for sure. Right. The culture was different and all that and everything. You know, that's just built in. Of course, it was different. It's 21 years ago. Uh, but I don't think Ric Flair, and, or I don't think Orton and Edge, those two specifically, even though, even with their Edge more, with their Hollywood stuff, could go on like mainstream stuff and make any kind of difference or people would know. They'd be like, wait, those wrestler guys. Obviously, Hogan the player going on something. People are like, oh, hey, there's Rick Flair and Hulk Hogan. What are they doing here? Um, and that's just always going to be. My qu- <laughs> There's no way. It's like being an older brother. You'll just never catch up with me because that's not how he's like. Mm-hmm. My question to you guys would be, since we going and we got the Fiverr Series coming up and they doing champion versus champion and all of that, do we really do we really have to pollute Roman to do this champion versus champion? And since we do got to pollute him, should he just run through um, Randy Orton? Pollute him? What do you mean? Just with the foolishness, because the story that they're telling with him right now is just going so spectacularly great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you want to interrupt that for like to, a to one the Survivor Series criteria? Uh, yeah. yeah, I dig that. Like, it's one thing to do that at, at uh, Clash of Champions or World Champ, whatever that damn thing was. Yeah. Uh, but Hell in the Cell, you could technically, or I'm sorry, Survivor Series, you should be able to get away with not having one of your champions uh, defend or be a part of any of the shit. And if anybody, if anybody should... It's Roman Reigns, and if anybody, if it fits the storyline to make it like or make Reigns go, I'm not participating in that. Like y'all go yeah, and fight for your chief, you know, entertain your tribal chief, and just play it like that. And he's up in the fucking well. There are no <laughs> private boxes anymore, you know. Wait, fuck it, make a private box in the Thunderdome, and he's got the one yep. private box, 
and all these other TV screens and shit surrounding him. <laughs> yeah, shit up there like Mojo. Everybody else is watching, but here's his damn box, and we just get to see him on the hard camera or one of the camera shots every all night, or at least in the main event. He's and have we, I mean, of course we've had them. We've had the Shield against uh, the Shield against Evolution, like that was a whole thing. Um, specifically when you know Roman was going at it with Triple H. But have we really had Roman Reigns, Randy Orton? Like, has that been a thing? Yeah, they had a few um, early on on when Roman. Um... was starting his long run for the title on um, the first within the first two years. Okay. Gotcha. It would certainly be fresh. It's been a while. I think it's been Yeah. They did this go around. It would be uh, it'd be worth doing. But, yeah. You would only get it yeah. this time. So, how would that match go for you guys? Who, um, would it be long? Would you allow that to be long? Or, um, or, or no, I don't have the match. I agree with. I agree that the match shouldn't be. Uh, Roman should not be on that show. And then you just gotta find something for Orton to do if you want. You know, maybe neither neither championship is defending. Who gives the fuck? It's not. It's the network era. It's not. Uh, you can do things like that. Yeah. I put no and, in and it's Survivor Series. It's traditionally like you know, don't make me go back to like you know 1990. But you don't have to have the champion. Certainly, in a championship or singles thing with you know. Mm-hmm. Put him in I know team. one thing. Give I don't want to see. I don't want to see team. Team. I don't know. Do that. Tribal chief versus you know whatever. Or no, I no friends though. Now what they need to I do is have. I, uh, have Roman uh, Roman lead the Survivor Series team on SmackDown and just make <laughs> make Jimmy wrestle the whole match. <laughs> that would be like he's the captain. So everybody yeah, that nobody yet. Yeah, nobody can tag in. Uh, nobody can tag Jimmy in, and when Jimmy gets in, Jimmy can't tag out until Roman sees. Six. Oh man. And have Roman talking and have Roman talking shit to him the whole time. Yep. You, you, you better not him, come over here. <laughs> yeah. And then have them have Jay actually find a way to beat everybody, except he gets to the last guy and then Roman just clocks him, and they lose the match. <laughs> uh, I would say it's something that's Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna do that with the raw um, team because they got two spots left open, and they, it looked like they're gonna start a triple threat, probably for TLC between Randy Orton, Fiend, and Drew. Um, I'm thinking they were gonna have Drew and um, Fiend on their raw team, and you know they have they um, altercations on there. Probably they'd be the last two. They finish everybody else on raw, then they go at it setting up the triple threat for them and Randy Orton at TLC. The Fiend in a tag team match is is fascinating. Like how he interacts with with anybody else. That's really interesting. I think that's the best way because I'd be damned if I see another Randy Orton Fiend match. I don't care how people feel about that crap. 
um, going into close the end of my year, and they getting in another few. That's gonna be totally yeah, skippable for me. Yeah, I, I was again. I didn't like it last time, so like, I don't know. And and, and it's me one. Like, I didn't like it because Randy Orton was like being Randy Orton. I didn't like it because it didn't seem to like that. The story was stupid. Like there was no reason to believe Randy Orton was rocking with the scene like that. Um, that's what they went with, you know. Even though you did have you had or not the scene, but Bray Wyatt back at that point. Yeah. Bray Wyatt like beat Cena straight up in the cell though, or in the uh, elimination chamber. That was interesting. But yeah, it was all like it was all them doing that favor for Randy Orton for letting Brock clock him at uh whatever at some point. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, letting that man run through him. Uh, but we also got to think about it like this. So, um, I prefer that the fiend be away from the um title. And right now, him and um uh, and especially Alexa Bliss, they doing great storytelling with how they having her with this Harley Quinn upset. The early Harley Quinn stages upsets with the Joker because people forget the Joker as a character probably. Out of any um, bad guys, more uh, the most captivating criminal or bad guy in in like um, comic book history or just bad guy history. So if they continue to tell that story, there's ways that you can make it. The way you can make him into like a um, anti a hero type but, of um, stuff. And make you know why? More interesting. But as a kind of guy and a guy who knows the history of characters, you know why Batman or why Joker was one of the most compelling or, or however you just describe them bad guys in comics or maybe even just entertainment you know bad guy history is because he had quality writers writing shit and obviously artists drawing them and stuff and and later movies producing them you know good directors and who's i disagree with this storytelling aspect i, I probably have less leg to stand on because i'm not watching as intently uh, week by week I'm not a fan of any of it, but I'm not a fan of Bray Wyatt, uh, The Fiend, since day fucking one. I said it's not going to work as a wrestling gimmick. I, I don't think it's working as a as a as a wrestling character or gimmick. I, you know, people say how oh, it's it's working and it's getting over. I would say it's still fucking stupid and takes you out of the out of the all the moments and stuff, but at least they're getting there and they're doing a decent job with it, like the production and they're hitting all their marks and it certainly looks good. And Bray is performing his ass off when he goes in and out of, uh, you know, fiend Bray mode, like, and, but, but adding Alexa to it, I think it's just horrible. I think she's not good for the role. And we've talked about that and, Last year. You you have been seeing some of the stuff she's been doing, right? Just yeah, I've seen it. Acting on. I saw the promo okay. she cut. Uh, she with the little eye with the contacts and the fucking, you know, all that bullshit. Okay. I, yeah, I just think she's doing better because she, what she was doing before, you know, it was just still the same thing. It's just something different. And she's trying something new. And and I, I'm with you with the Fiend character, as a character. And as being as a wrestler used in story content, it's hard to use the fiend as that. 
I feel like he's always been an attraction. The Bray Wyatt character should be more of an attraction than um, anything else because it's hard to put him in story. And you can uh, and just put him in attraction matches. That's probably where you can use him at because how, how do you beat somebody who you you probably need a gun to take out? Who you got to shoot in the head? You, you let him get hit in the head with axe. All that stuff that Seth Rollins had to do to him and he didn't get taken out. That just killed him for me <laughs> ever since. So, you know, but I just like that aspect of it, you know, because it's stuff that you can tell, you can play off of it and, and stuff like that. And then, I'm you know, you can let. Like, I'm, I'm with you in that it's an interesting thing they're doing. Again, my issue is I, I think that this is a thing where an actress functions better than a wrestler. You know, like, I just don't know if Alexa Bliss has the chops to keep this thing up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Like, if it's working like for you, that means it's working for more than just you. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. I think, but it also, not only just to, like, kind of put the final, like, you know, stomp on the whole angle and gimmick. Another thing with Harley Quinn and I didn't know this really, I guess going back to the animated series back when I was a kid, I did watch that. Uh, but this new version, this DC app version of Harley Quinn is fucking awesome. And it really reminds you that, oh, yeah, Harley Quinn is an ass kicker. Like, she has the, you know, the the background and the gymnast stuff and the and all the things she can do to make her, like, acrobatic and stuff. But also her weapons and what she's willing to do uh, to and against people. Like, Alexa Bliss, don't, <laughs> she don't have that. Like, Harley Quinn stands there and looks all cute and small and and adorable and charming when she wants to, but she can turn it on and be legitimate and I can take her seriously as a psycho and a killer and somebody that would decapitate somebody, no problem. Like, Alexa Bliss, I don't buy none of that shit. I barely bought her as a credible just woman in the in the, in the, in the regular women's division. Now I'm supposed to, now I gotta add an extra layer of like psycho, psycho, psychopathy onto that. Like, and she just don't, as can I we, said, you said, I don't think she has the chops to. Can we blame Vince, um, Vince for that though? Um, yes. And how he allowed you didn't even um, have to, you didn't have to say anything after Vince. Yes. Yes, we can. <laughs> and yes, we should. I did go into another question. Can, but yes, we should. Okay, because this is going to another question that I asked. Because you know how Vince, how he's just fixated on these stuff that don't even matter no more. That haven't even mattered since the seventies. With his train of thought, with size and all this type of stuff. If you made somebody like Alexa Bliss, and knowing that she's small, and knowing that. People who small have to come up with different versions of themselves to be able to look, feel tough, or, you know, to keep people up off of them. So, if you you know, mm-hmm. I have to be a little vicious and don't mind going further in what I do to um, take you out. You know, what that would have made her when she got to a role like this seem more credible in your eyes as somebody like you, Trav, you know, who you eat. I know you. You like the thick. You like the thicker type of um, females, like the. So you know, <laughs> would that change in your eyes, especially because you know how Vince had these people, and that's why a lot of these characters don't work. Well, let me ask you, Darrell. Like before, Trav answers. You can let me know if I'm wrong, but has she beat anybody up 
the time? Mm, Sister Abigail on uh, what? Selena? That's about okay. it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, she did beat up Selena. Okay. Because what I was saying was, like, have they presented her in a way to where now she has a different physicality about her? Because, um, I mean, if they're doing that, then, then yeah, that's a, that's, that's a good way to go. Like, you need to show off that side. So, yeah. Uh, when uh, Randy then was fighting in the ring, she's sitting there laughing hysterically. They had, a, you know, laugh hysterically. But, you know, they also had, um, what, um, Mia Yim out there acting like you um, caught the Holy Ghost or, uh, or, or caught some type of bad spirit or was on some bad type of um, drug. She had a trip? Yeah. So, you know. I, I actually, I will ask you guys that to also say, if we look the past few years and how many people events and squander coming from NXT, because um, I think somebody brought up the question about like, well, yeah, Matt Riddle and Keith Lee and how they still be uh, more and even a Dan, um, uh, Alistair Black, and because of how he has to find something that he likes about them instead of pushing what they have already built and going more into that. Still, we and still people leaving. Uh, I, cause this, I know there was a question years ago that um, NXT and places like that should be built into what Vince likes. But since nobody really know what Vince likes, and he's so um, part time on what catches his attention, should anybody be built to be um, what he likes? It, it doesn't even matter. That's fair. Like, can you cater to somebody who? isn't even and doesn't have a clear vision? Like that, that is a great question. Um, and I think that you know, Keith Lee is the perfect example. Like Keith Lee, ass kicker, um, not a traditional body type, a tradition in the sense of you know, 1985 and on, right. but very traditional in the sense of big, strong, tough. That's what big, strong people look like. Um, We've seen them tweak so many things about him <laughs> in the in the two months that he's been on TV. Um, you can't prepare for that. Like, there's no way Triple H could have been like, all right, well, let's get this guy in a shirt and let's change up his music and you know let's alter how he interacts with people and like, no, you can't prepare for that. Remember um, the first night? It wasn't just a shirt. It was they had those weird shorts, trunks too. Yeah, and then, he was yeah. out there looking like. Oh, by the way. No more Shorty G. Chad Gable's back. I'm happy about that. Well, no. When fucking uh, what's his face beat him up. Uh, well, it was after that. That's the thing. After that, he quit and was like, "No more Chad Gable or no more Shorty G." Now it's Chad Gable. But okay, oh, all right. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't think you can you can prepare for what Vince wants because Vince don't know what he wants at the time. It changes up yeah. so much. Yeah, it's uh, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like a, you just can't do it. Like one, like if anybody, if, like you talk about pre uh, or post 1985, if you were to go, if you were to take Keith Lee's head and body shot around, you know, a glossy of twelve, eight by twelve or whatever they are, glossy of Keith Lee. Uh, no shirt and and the, the short like his looking in, in NXT 
and were to shop him around and say he's got however many years under his belt and blah, 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 do you think it took him to all the territories that there were in anywhere between 19 goddamn 75 to 85 or 65 to 85, whatever, they would have been very interested in booking Keith Lee. They would, not yep. one of them would have been like, can he tighten up a little bit on that? Can we do something about his uh, about his midsection? Can we do something about his uh, – put a shirt on him? But it never came up. No. No, it would have been how, how much is uh, – <laughs> what's his base rate? It would have been yes. instant negotiations and let's talk money. And if you do you have a tape of him, let's see what he could do. Maybe that would have come up. <laughs> Maybe. They would have been like, no, I'm here. Even if he's super green, we we can work with that. We got talent that can yeah, work with yeah. him. We can come over. Look they would, at they this guy. Just, they would have just saw money. <laughs> he could do what? <laughs> he could jump from where? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Boy. And he could cut a fucking promo, like a, a, a an yeah. earnest babyface promo. I'm not sure how, if he can, somebody would have to tell me if he can cut, like, Good effective heel promos. I've only yeah. uh, pronouncing them ings and ers might have took a little money off in 1965, but you know, <laughs> or or get that put them in a promotion that uh that fucking Ernie Ladd has got some power in. Come on, mm-hmm. man, money let on the Ernie table. Ladd have the book and and Keith Lee. They show up with Keith Lee who can articulate his fucking words. And cut a damn good. Come on, Ernie Lamb who had the boot and put um JYD to where at the time when JYD was hot in um mid south, he was just yep, as Louis big as Hogan that. in the area. <laughs> and JYD could not talk like Keith Lee could talk. He could nope. get his shit over and, and, and jive and you know, but he couldn't you know he could do a standard nineteen eighty promo where I'm looking through the camera for forty five seconds. It was very effective. Uh, localized promos for that day, but for what, you know, I'm sure Keith Lee can adapt to that very, very fucking well. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. I, I just say this. I know um, a couple of weeks ago, um, people were thinking that we were going to get all these um, future um, uh, black number one stars, the Keith Lee's, the uh, Big E's, the Wheel Hobbs, and you just go a couple of weeks later, um, it don't be it don't be looking too good right well, now. Well, that's pretty much like right standard now. kind of uh, you know, placate them and throw them a fucking bone, push you know, in various, not just wrestling. And, and then when things die down, oh. nobody's fucking showing up with their social media fucking you know signals. You know, we don't oh, have to. Oh yeah. But it, it just it just always be funny how you still always had a guy and they're there for ten years or, or just not even ten years, let's say for the past year and a half they're talking about how WWE creative been crazy or talk about how um you look at AEW they ain't really push no um no chocolate guys, uh uh you know, melanin uh, melanin uh, skin guys, you know what I'm saying? And then they are just overlook all that that stuff right there, and, and just go off a of hope, and be like, well, maybe, maybe the writers uh, uh, uh come up with something <laughs> that they ain't sold you in the past twelve months, and and they just be thinking that they're gonna get this up. Uh, uh, maybe they are uh, finally push this one um black guy when they ain't push uh 
where on one show black people have to take their turn and you can't have more than one on TV. And once you done did those two weeks, um, you got to go away for like four weeks, five weeks, or even uh, a couple of months. So, you know, it just be funny that we see a habit. Yeah, who would have thought women would break the ceiling for black men in the wrestling business? Like, we get way more than one woman, you know, that one uh, token woman's match on the show. Shit, you listen to Jim Cordae. He's like, too many girls' matches. <laughs> you know, so we're getting four or five women's matches in any given week. Shit, seven maybe if you throw NXT in there. NXT, um, NXT um, got five different women's storylines going on at one time. Five. Right, so that's what I'm saying. So who would have thought that women would be, you know, maybe, uh, you know, setting the, you know, again, breaking that ceiling, giving black men the opportunity. So, uh, speaking of the women's division, uh, Bianca Belair, how she ran through uh, Zelina Vega, like that is exactly what Zelina Vega is there for. Tiny, manhandler, do very impressive things like that, that, Overhead press she did from the ground, picked up Zelina Vega, picked her up to a standstill, and then hoisted her and pressed her over her head, and then threw it, then did a real awful turnbuckle spot, but whatever. Do, do you uh, build her up? Do you build her up all the way to WrestleMania until you can deal with this Sasha, um, Sasha Bailey, or ooh, do you build her up as the first contender? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you build her up really as the first contender after Mania where she can uh, have a, a longer fuse? Whatever it is, build her up for anything. Yes, I'm for building up uh, uh, Bianca Belair, no matter the content. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Well, that's what's up, you guys, man. I don't want to keep y'all on no longer, yeah, man. You know, head five out minutes here. left, and y'all can go ahead and get up out of here. So. Appreciate you, man. All right, you guys. Yeah. All right, man. Good talking to you. All right. Good chat with you. Our good, good pal Darrell out in Georgia. Uh, so, yeah, so that'll wrap it up uh, for another episode of uh, the East Coast Cast live show. Appreciate y'all hanging in there and, and, and checking us out this week after after last week. Um, thanks. Um, email us, tweet us next week um, or, or during the week for next week. Y'all know how to work it. Um, yeah, I, I got, I got, I think I got everything I needed to say out. Huh? Assume you did as well, yeah. Um, yeah, um, you know, um, I wasn't, uh, didn't watch the guy a whole lot, but uh, a lot of people sent, you know, put their thoughts out about Tracy, Tracy's mother's past today at 58. Yes. Um, really instrumental in the uh, in the careers of Edge of Christian. Um, you know, AJ Gray um, talked about how, you know, just giving he was to guys on the indies and locker rooms. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, sadly, some somebody, so many people cared about, uh, you know, passed away. And one of the great wrestling names. I mean, Tracy Smothers is a great fucking name. Like, absolutely. Yeah, like you just, it's the name of a of, of somebody that's an, an an act of some sort. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know. He's a he's the guy holding the, the chair. What do they call the lions? And he's got the whip, lion tamer, or if he's a pro wrestler. But but the guy's face. And that name, Tracy Smothers, should be on a, uh, I don't know, on a billboard or something, selling some kind of back. So, yes, uh, rest in peace to Tracy Smothers. 
Um, so yeah, we'll be back uh, next week, same time, same channel. Rich and I'll be by for VIP for another hour or so of content. Um, yeah, that's uh, that does it for us this week. That's Cam. I'm Trev. We out of here. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.